0: ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors, helping you navigate your financial future.
1: Welcome back. Here we are, Golf Underground, ESPN Radio 1510 on the AM dial, 94.5 on the FM dial. we got a great show for you uh, here today. I've got Charlie Hillier, New Zealand's greatest accent and one of New Zealand's finest golf swings here to my left, I've got Brian Sullivan not in today. He's got a toothache or something, so we're going to uh, have some fun without him today. And as for Jordan Wilson, he's probably out making birdies at Lock Lloyd. It is a rain-soaked afternoon. However, Lock Lloyd is open on the Mondays, so I know he's out making some birdies. Charlie, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for, thanks for sitting in and uh, in, in stealing George Brett's thunder.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty big shoes to fill but uh happy to be here
1: your opinion is gonna is gonna be much more uh, rec- much better received than a good old Georgie Georgie Porgy so all right lots to catch up on but a cu- couple couple things let's catch up on on both tour events um your good your uh competitive pal Victor Hovland was uh made a 45 foot bomb on the last hole to go ahead and claim the Puerto Rico open talk a little bit about that win.
2: Yeah, um, my brother and I actually played with him in the Big 12 match play um, last last year now. And, you know, my brother made 10 birdies and lost one down. So he was pretty, he was destined to win out there, I think. Um, especially with some of the training he's doing. And you just knew the kid kind of had it
1: got it so what uh what did you see in his game when he played at Oklahoma State obviously they were there were power when he was there obviously graduated last year and then he's he went on to the tour got some sponsors exemptions but what do you see in uh in his in him and his game
2: I mean he drives the ball phenomenally like he it's a fade every time um he barely misses and I think the stats on tour uh show that and he showed it to us that day I think Harry shot 29 on the know the back nine and he only picked up like a hole or something so he was always he just knows where his ball's going before he's even hit it
1: yeah what did you see about him out there you know clearly he's fit young he clearly looks super strong into the ground on uh, over the ball what are you seeing or what do you seen what he's done training wise to kind of help him get to um get to the winner's circle in such a quick way
2: um you know he doesn't do it from what I've seen he doesn't do a lot of weight lifting a lot of its speed jumping kind of plyo training um and you can see that in his golf swing he uses the ground perfectly and he hits it well over 300 yards
1: got it got it yeah it looks like he's doing a lot of plyometrics a lot of speed training and then a lot of rotational stuff in order to uh in order to help him gain gain that speed and that power all right let's jump over to the wgc mexico championship uh the the cast the 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 leaderboard was stacked last night coming down the stretch um who were you pulling for i wasn't pulling for really anyone
2: um obviously rory's always a favorite of mine um he didn't putt it well the last day um but honestly wasn't really a fan of many guys up there um kind of a big fan of rory but no real pulling for anyone it was just good to see good golf
1: yeah. What do you see in Rory's stroke? I know what I see, but what do you th- what do you think when Rory gets his putting off from time to time? What do you see?
2: Um, I think it's a couple things. A lot of I think some of it's in his head, um, obviously because he is you know he hits it so good he's got ten footers all day. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't make anything, then you know you could you don't you can miss ten footers, you know, all day. Um, but also I think he drags the handle a lot. Yes, sir. Um. It's- in his putting which uh he doesn't start it online or the speeds off for most for the most part
1: yep that's exactly what i was going to say i see him hit a lot of putts that just burn the edge on the right and clearly i think when people get off or when people are shoving shoving putts it's hard to keep them online or that let that toe release more so he should call you or i and let's uh get him in the stable
2: of course what do you think of uh um kind of workout resume and the kind of weight he's put on lately and the club head speed, ball, hit, ball speed.
1: Yeah, you know, I see a lot of kids that come through our program, and I see a lot of dads or people that are saying, oh, I need my kid to gain some weight, and I, I get that, but I'm, I'm, more, I'm more of how do we get your kids stronger, especially through the core, through the lower body, glutes, core, et cetera. Um, DeChambeau clearly went about it his own scientific way, which I can't disagree with. Um, what's amazing is I was watching last night. The ball speed coming off his driver was at 185, right? And so, I I can promise you, last year he was in the mid 170s. Um, so I mean that's a huge jump in terms of ball speed coming off that driver. Obviously they were in Mexico, so playing at altitude, but that doesn't affect uh, initial ball speed jumping off that. So uh, pretty impressive that he's he's jumping those numbers that high. And so that the training he's done and and, and he's definitely swinging out of his shoes from time to time, but again, he's clearly driving it straight enough to shoot 17 under and, and losing by a shot to, to good old P. Reed. But down the stretch there, I just think he might have got a little conservative, conservative on 17 there, spinning that wedge back. And then, you know, clearly P. Reed was a couple of holes behind him and, and made a couple, uh, couple of nice putts. So coming down the stretch. So you weren't cheering for P., good old P. Reed?
2: No, nah, not a fan of Piri Day. Eh? Why not? Just there's a few accusations out there that um kind of point him in the direction of um what's <laughs> what I don't know what a good word is for it. Um
1: tweaking the kind of, rules.
2: Yeah, kind of you know, pencil whipping him I guess out there. Yeah. Um kinda of, and I think a lot of the players out there are starting to call people out on it, which is good. Um, and you see it a lot in college, um, and I think it kind of be, needs to be nipped in the butt before it gets out of hand.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. Well, speaking of a class act, good old Gary Woodland tied for 12th. Just another nice finish. Clearly he didn't, didn't jump up too much yesterday, shot 71, so didn't really just kind of tread water there. What are you seeing in Gary's game as we're heading into the Florida swing as well as the Masters?
2: Um, I only seen a little bit of Gary. I saw he changed drivers um, at the waste management, but um, it looked like he was pretty sporadic with the driver from what I saw, missing it kind of both ways. I think he hit a couple in the water and maybe one out of bounds. Um, but obviously, he's phenomenal with his irons, and I think his short game and putting has come a long way, which kind of gives him that top ten, top fifteen when he's you know he's not quite on off the tee.
1: Yeah, so you're telling me if you won the U.S. Open uh, six to seven months ago that you wouldn't have changed drivers?
2: Um, I'd probably be using the same sticks if <laughs> if I were him, but um, he's made a lot more money than I have, so <laughs> I think I'll uh, leave this one to Gary.
1: So so I was up at a KU game with him a couple of weeks ago, right after he got back from Phoenix, and I said, I "said How's the how's that ping driver coming along?" He's oh well, I switched. I said you what? And then he's proceeds to show me the lob wedge that he uh that he hit there was still a red mark from his scoring stripe on his golf ball from the shot he hit on 17 off of the uh off the green and I said well why isn't that in the bag he goes well I just told myself I'd never use it again so clearly made a collector's item of that so clearly not afraid to change a little equipment for the better um but hopefully we see that ping driver maybe back in his bag as well as um that that glorious lob wedge (laughs) All right, so what are your thoughts on some favorites going in, some dark horses? The season is kind of here now. It feels like finally um, we got football behind us, but who are kind of some of your dark horses for the upcoming uh, for the upcoming Masters? I know we got he's still got about a month or so.
2: Yeah, um, I, th- I Fleetwood to me is not a dark horse, but I think he's you know ready to win a major as he showed it uh, when Shane Lowry won there at the Open. And he's definitely been there, time and time again. I just think it's you know a matter of time before he breaks through. What about you?
1: You know, you can't you got to think keep those lefties in the in your back pocket. You know, I'm not that big of a Bubba fan, but clearly, you know, just a lot of lefties have played well there. So Bubba, you can't discount Adam Scott right now. Adam Scott's just absolutely swinging it, hitting frozen lasers. So you can't discount where he's at. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I actually think I think we're going to see this Eric Van Royen for a while now. You know, the those Capri pants yesterday were just absolutely money. Um so I think he's going to bring some not only fashion tea to uh to Augusta if he can get in, but uh also I just think this kid's going to be around. He's got played his way into uh into the Honda this coming week. So you're going to see more of him, the golf swings pure yep. and he clearly can light it. You know, 62 he shot on Friday and uh and clearly lapped the field, so him and P. Reed were went pretty scuba low. So um, I'm seeing that. You know, I know Gary's coming into into form. Uh, you can't discount J. T. right now, right? Um, He's pretty good. And you know the the other golf swing that I know you're a big fan of, other than yourself, is uh, <laughs> is good old Xander Shoffley. So um, yep. So does does Matt Kuchar ever get himself a major?
2: That's a good question. You know the way he played against was it Stenson? No, against Spieth in the uh, Open that year. You kind of think he has to, but with the game going the way it is, does he hit it far enough? And you know, I don't know. All
1: right, here's the question: Before we even get to the emergency nine, who's gonna who's gonna win a major first if they win one, Coocher or Ricky? Ricky. Ricky, you say Ricky. All right. I think Kucher's going to get one soon, even though I'm a big old Ricky fan. All right. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, I want to dive into what you've got going on. Let's not talk about other pro golfers. Let's talk about you. I like it. And your process and your system. You're listening to Golf Underground ESPN Radio.
0: This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM.
1: Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground
3: with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you get got a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City.
2: Well, if you wanna see the guys in town have had the best orthopedic
4: fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack,
2: come see us. Uh, We individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to our patients and follow up with them and make sure that they're getting the results they need.
3: Okay, and so the three things that separate you. Number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time.
4: At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840.
0: Herford House, a KC tradition since 1957, is introducing their new seasonal winter menu featuring a mix of both traditional and new favorites, like the 12-ounce coffee-rubbed ribeye, a 21-day aged ribeye seasoned with our special coffee rub and topped with Cabernet coffee butter, served with our famous Fontina potato cake and roasted vegetables. Or try our bourbon-glazed half-chicken roasted to perfection, served with mashed potatoes and roasted vegetables. For our full menu, go to herfordhouse.com. Leewood, Independence, Shawnee and Zona Rosa.
5: Do you have retirement dreams of perfecting your swing and spending time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of courses you'd like to play. Whatever your retirement goals, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We create wealth plans to help you reach those goals. Whether that involves golfing, traveling the world, or settling down in another state, it's your plan personalized for your goals. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start navigating your financial future. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you.
6: Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Kansas. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities. Family
3: Leisure is having our factory direct sale. Looking forward to spring for patio furniture or a new hot tub? Family Leisure has factory incentives going on now. Do you wanna start a new career? Family Leisure is growing and wants you to join our championship family. If you wanna be the best, come join the best at Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. Now hiring for sales, service, warehouse, Bobcat operators and more. Family Leisure, K10 and Ridgeview in Olathe. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal, local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP-certified, or organic farms, prime-going regions, artists and producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality socially responsible ingredients possible and not to mention it's delicious so whether you're out south or downtown stop by unforked for a delicious and healthy meal sheridan's unforked honest clean food hi this is brian sullivan co-host of golf underground on espn kansas city hey when i'm not bringing my fantastic double-digit handicap to the course my company precise selling works with companies to create sales champions Hey, the best golfers get to the top by having a swing process and a game plan from the time they step on the first tee to the time they finish their putt on 18. Now at Precise Selling, we teach salespeople how to prepare for each sales call. We give them a process to steal customers from their biggest competitor, sell more to current customers, and negotiate like a pro. So come see me at PreciseSelling.com to learn how we can help turn your team into a team of top sales performers.
1: Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Here we are in studio on this glorious... We got one nice day, didn't we, Charlie? We got one. We got one. We got some nine holes in. First nine holes of the year. Yep. So we're off to a good start. Um, All right, here we go. This segment is brought to you by Greenside Cigars. Premium quality cigars. Fantastic. Call my guy, Ty Murphy, or go to greensidesigars.com. It's it's almost Father's Day. It's about three months away. It's almost your dad's birthday. Buy him some stokes. Let's get going. Let's make him look better on the course, and maybe he can light one up if he makes a birdie. All right, here we go. So let's talk about your game. Charlie Hillier, for those of you that d- don't know Charlie, University of Kansas graduate, New Zealand product, one of the best ball strikers in the Midwest here. <laughs> talk to us about the roller coaster of uh, – of the last 30 60 90 days in terms of your schedule is that how you guys say it over there schedule 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 okay schedule
2: um yeah it's kind of been weird uh starting out the professional kind of career i went to cornfield q score missing the first stage um kind of took a break um
1: before what was that like What? why'd you miss and what was hard about first stage
2: um the weather the weather was pretty bad the um all three rounds of, last round was perfect um kind of just didn't put it together the first three rounds and then played well the last round just was too far back and you know in perfect conditions everyone shooting 68 so you gotta obviously shoot a real low one to move up in the last day and you know even par's pretty good in college um but you know it's not quite there in the professional ranks so yeah i missed there um that was a kind of tough to swallow I guess, um, and then kind of took, as I said, put him down, and then planned on playing PGA Tour at China, um, which would have started in the 24th of February, Q School, um, but obviously the coronavirus is spreading all over, um, so then they decided you know, well, we're not going to do the Q School in China, we're going to go to Singapore. So, okay, we went to Singapore. Well, I didn't go to Singapore, but, you know, a week out before the uh, Singapore Q School, that got pushed back again to um, end of April, start of May. So...
1: So now what are you going to do?
2: Now um kind of planning on... So you're
1: kind of at the mercy of what happens with this virus.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, and obviously the Canadian and Latin closed early in the year, so... Doesn't look like they're going to reopen for the virus. Um, now I'm just planning on playing two mini tour events and um, two Monday qualifiers coming up in April.
1: Can you give the listener a sense of what Monday qualifying looks like and and how hard that might be? You hear all these, you hear a lot of young professionals or kids or even people that have made it on tour. Scott Piercy rings true to me as as uh, one of the best Monday qualifiers I've seen. But what what is that like and how grueling is that?
2: Um, I mean, you just got to go out there and light it up for 18 holes. <laughs> and I,
1: and I, what, is, what does lighting it up mean? Because I know there's a lot of stats out there. There's actually a, uh, a handle on Twitter called, the, I think, the Monday Q Stats or something. And what does that look like when you got to go low?
2: Um, I mean, I think if you shot 68 in every single Corn Fury uh, Monday qualifier last year, you didn't get in one of them yeah um so that's kind of lighting it up
1: yeah so i think there was a couple instances where guys shot 65 and that wasn't good enough granted give or take the golf courses are easier or harder depending on week to week and where you're at but it just gives goes to show you how difficult and how even the guys that don't have status or even the guys that have conditional status out there are uh are are that deep and that good of players. So, yep. if if you're if you're considering playing or and going out and chasing it, or your kids going out and considering chasing it, maybe make sure he's not afraid to go low, um, extremely low.
2: Yeah, seventy two is not good enough.
1: Okay, so so you're gonna come, so you're gonna play some events, uh, here coming into April, and then we're gonna transition into into May. What are you gonna do? Obviously, you're looking at U.S. Open. What's your plan there?
2: Um, you know, obviously, same kind of deal with U.S. Open. Um. You know, Monday 18 holes, which is, you know, you, you don't have to quite, you know, light it up there, but you still have to put a solid 18 holes together to get through to uh local. Um, and then, you know, I'll probably go to Columbus, Ohio for the, uh, for the, what is it, sectional?
1: Yeah, the sectional.
2: Yeah, so do that. Um, kind of in preparation for that, you're just going to. Kind of got to get hot at the right time. Yep. Um, I don't think too much changes in terms of game plan. Maybe you know, working out a little smarter in uh, when you're playing lots of golf um, and kind of recovering. But other than that, um, not much changes.
1: So talk to me a little bit about um, about. Are you going to plan on doing the the web event here in Kansas City?
2: Um, I'm definitely going to try and Monday qualify for that. Um, and that would be an awesome one to play in, um, being you know so close to what I call home now.
1: Does that mean I'm gonna have to be on the bag?
2: I mean, if you if you'd like to be.
1: Oh, I know that place like the back of my hand too. Good. good. It sets up for those rope draws that we've been trying to get you out of hitting oh, all know. this time. Yep, I bet. Are say. we gonna have to change our change our uh, philosophy now?
2: Yep, I guess so. Just for one event.
1: We're just gonna ditch the cut. Yeah. Go back to the slings. I guess. I like it. I like it. All right, so transitioning this summer, what are we going to work on? Where are you going to play? When, I feel like you play at your best when it's just Africa hot out there.
2: Um, Either Africa hot or, you know, windy. Okay. I like the wind. Um, being from New Zealand, you're kind of playing on the coast and sea breeze all the time. So you you got to know how to flight it, I guess. And, you know, I feel like I'm a little more patient than some other college golfers that I played against and maybe some – guys transitioning um which gives me an up but yeah what about you water what are you what's your uh, what's your schedule look like
1: you know my schedule is going to be uh pretty light this year it's a been it's been a busy year thus far but you know as i spoke to you yesterday i'm trying to uh if i'm going to work on my game a little bit i might as well play at a few few events right so um in the process of doing it uh, getting PGA certifications so doing that and then so well my plan is I'll probably play in a in a light schedule there um on in some Monday events um I think that'd be fun to to get out and, and compete and play with some of my buddies um I'll also do uh I'm also going to do try to do the US Open if it fits my schedule and then from there I'll probably play probably go to one or two events with you and and uh try to compete and kick your kick your butt I like it so you're after a slow start after yesterday. Oh, really? This guy beat me one down on the last hole. You've got got lucky and made a birdie coming down the stretch. It was it was a nice little match to get the get the year going and uh, make sure that he hasn't been goofing off too much in terms of in terms of all that. Um, all right, when we come back, what I want to do is I want to dive in, and we've talked a little bit about this with tour pros, but what I want to do is dive in a little bit more of the life. Of a tour pro, and also more of the day-to-day work ethic. I've been I've been challenging this young man over here to my left quite a bit on on what his days look like and how to map out his time and his practicing. So we're going to dive a little bit more on how how that's changed since college, if it has changed. Uh, you're listening to Golf Underground, ESPN Radio.
0: You're listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, ninety four point five FM. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070.
4: Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And HEMS makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to slash joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. HIMSS connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. HIMSS makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address: slash joy That's slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com/joy.
3: Hey, what's up, Golf Underground Nation? This is Brian Sullivan, co-host of the Golf Underground with the Greenside Cigar Company, here to tell you about the hot new cigars that are about taking over the golf industry. And yeah, I'm talking about the patented Birdie Stogies. You guys have been seeing for sale all over the local golf courses. These cigars come highly rated and are. The the ultra-premium alternative to that dried-up old stick you've been using to celebrate your made birdie putts. Designed to be carried in every golf bag and saved as a reward for celebratory achievement, our cigars are bringing golfers added relaxation, fun, and perhaps maybe even a little luck. From mild to medium, smooth to sweet, we have a cigar suitable for every taste palette and golfers at all skill levels. So no matter your celebratory occasion, enjoying a victory stogie at the clubhouse after a low round, immediately after a made birdie putter, hey, even to help you relax and simply celebrate being out in the golf course, make sure you never approach the first tee again without one of our beautiful cigars in your golf bag. So learn more and order online at greensidesigars.com or just Google the birdie stogie. Because after all, There can only be one. At Central Bank of the Midwest, we are focused on building strong communities across Kansas City. I'm Bill Ferguson, President and CEO. Our strong roots began more than 100 years ago in the heart of the Midwest and continue today across five states and 67 communities. Central Bank of the Midwest brings you the best of both worlds, a strong community bank with the resources and technology to deliver a legendary banking experience. Central Bank of the Midwest, strong roots, endless possibilities. Remember, FDIC equal housing Lender.
1: Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN radio 94.5 on the FM dial, 1510 if you're cruising around on the AM dial. Pop over and take a, take a listen to my good old pal, Charlie Hillier. Charlie, who is this? I even know this band. Pass. Pass? Pass? Pass. This is Coldplay. Come cold on. Play.
2: Yeah, I, Come I on. I say
1: Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol. There it is. <laughs> Nathan, I'll end it with some Snow Patrol next segment. I like it. All right. Welcome back. All right. We want to dive, and we were talking a little bit about Tour Golf and what's on the schedule, the horizon for you. Coming out of school, ready to go uh, set the world on fire. Talk a little bit about what daily preparation might, how that might have changed now that you are call yourself a professional golfer, um, and what that looks like and, and how, and things that you've had to make adjustments that you've had to make and things that you're still learning.
2: Um, the kind of thing that I've found during college and coming out of it is, um, looking after the body, you really got to look after your body, um, and being efficient with your time. Um, there's a lot of guys out there, including myself when I was young, would be at, the, you know, golf course 10-12 hours a day, but, you know, how much did I get done in that kind of segment there? Um, kind of giving myself hour and a half, two hour spurts and, you know, really driving the focus and concentration in that area.
1: I like it. All right. So, how are you becoming more efficient? what What does that look like in terms of block practice time, and and how are you going about your business a little bit differently? I know the weather's been miserable and uh, and and it's been a challenge, but how's that look different?
2: Um, you know, obviously, I've my block practice, so that's kind of the scrape and hit, um, kind of working with the training age and alignment, and you know, kind of really diving diving into technique. Um, but I felt like I was struggling to kind of move from block practice to the course. So,
1: so backing up, backing up before we go block practice, because I think the listener may not know what, what block practice is. And so kind of define your processes and systems as it relates to, to your game.
2: So in block practice, my typical day would be, you know, I'd have my alignment sticks down. I'd have my training aids. I'd have cameras. I'd, I'd be checking kind of my tendencies and... You know what kind of reoccurs in my golf game um which you know i like to kind of set up a little reversed a little on my right side um and you know the club likes to get a little cross at the top they're kind of tendencies i i look for and i think um you know nailing those down before you start taking the next steps is a pretty important um part of being able to take it to the course
1: yeah so so, so once, you, once you knock out your block practice or, or quote-unquote, beating balls for, for the people who are out there, and, and those of you that are listening, you know, I think one thing that the tour pros do well, whether it's on the putting green or on the driving range, is they find either one alignment rod or one training aid, and they stick with it. I mean, you'll see it up and down the range every weekend and week out, but instead of going and buying 15 to 20 and thinking that there's going to be some secret sauce – Find one, find one with your uh, swing instructor, and stick stick with something. Um, I think Charlie's stuck with a few things that have worked for him, and it's clearly uh, it's clearly uh, paid dividends. All right, so t- talk to, talk about the next step now. You're going to go from block practice to to what's what's the next step look like in terms of your practice?
2: Yeah, so my so I had the block practice obviously, and then you know I felt like I was really struggling to transition it. Um, to tournament play, and I for a while I couldn't figure out why this was. Um, but, you know, the the second step is kind of putting it into a routine and you know, putting your work-ons into a routine. So you don't stand over it and you've got a billion thoughts going through your head and kind of hoping you get, you know, a couple of them to work on that given swing. You kind of have a step-by-step process that you go through. So I start from the ground up. So whether it's my feet or my ball position, and then I work out my body, right? So that's how I kind of do my checklist. And I found that's the best way to kind of take that to practice playing on the course and then playing in events.
1: Got it. So when you're, you're kind of a routine guy and, and, and drills and focus in on, on walking into the ball and getting behind the ball and actually practicing what that looks like, what do you see out of the, the uh, mere mortal whether it's a five handicap, ten handicap, or twenty handicap, on what they do or don't do.
2: Um, kind of the the tendency I've seen is we there's not a lot of you know they'll they'll scrape the ball and they'll stand there and they'll go okay you know my swing instructor said do this do that okay I think I got that you know and they'll they'll tend to hit it pretty good on the range but when it's time to take it to the course I think a lot of them struggle shot to shot and end up kind of searching um, for the right recipe or trying, you know, one thing out of the four that they've been told or something along those lines.
1: Got it. All right, what's the most common you you've seen a lot of swings over the last several months in terms of the uh, the the amateur golfers in the in the what's the most common thing that you see throughout the swing? Yep.
2: Um, for some reason, Americans tend to like to uh, start the lawnmower. Which... <laughs>
1: and what do you what do you mean by start the lawnmower?
2: So people who start the lawnmower like to suck the club inside, or kind of get the club behind them, because they think this is going to hit them their nice draw when they're going to kind of hit their over the top fade that kind of goes about one eighty.
1: <laughs> so you know the the guy that's uh, not on not on the show right now. Oh, he's actually, I think he just called in, actually, speaking of starting the lawnmower. Are you there, Sully? Of course I'm here. Oh, well, speaking of start the lawnmower, that was just a...
7: What is this, these euphemisms, starting the lawnmower? I mean... Really? We go to the second half hour and you're coming up with like little haikus and little quips and stuff like
1: that? Hey, you know what? The we've had a long year this far. It's not even March, so we've we've had had fun with some of these terms and yeah, start the lawnmower is a term that is used where a guy with a really strong grip like yourself he whips it. He aims a little right because he thinks he's a drawer of the golf ball. And guess what he does? He whips it straight inside, and then he gets it really long at the top, almost hits the back of his – gets some earwax on his left ear when he when he gets to the transition, and then he flips it on the way through. That's what a uh, listen, s- starting the so lawnmower you, looks like. You
7: just perfectly described my um, wonderful driver swing over the past Friday, Saturday you know i mean it, it was going i would say 248 straight <laughs> as a, straight as a whistle though it was unbelievable and i think uh, kind of like what uh, charlie was saying earlier about victor you know how he he can control this little fade like a nice little fade but yeah, mine's not so much a fate. I kind of started over the woods to the right, and it duck hooks in. <laughs> but you get that great roll. Not this time of year, but traditionally you get a hell of a roll. Can get that thing up to two six five.
1: Yeah, we got it. Yeah, 2 six. You're out yeah. there. You know, when we were yeah. at Dismal, when you absolutely beat my brains in Dismal, yeah. a, a great uh, this this segment is brought to you by Dismal River. You got to call my boy my boy Joel up there. Get up there and play some golf at good old Dismal River. Um, exactly. So, yeah, you got some roll up there. I was impressed with how you drove it. What do you, Sully, what are you changing in your game this year?
7: All right. So, here's the one thing that hit me yesterday, gentlemen. And I want <laughs> you to pay attention, all right? Because you can maybe share this little tip with all of your friends in the golf stable. Um, just keep your head kind of still and don't go up and down. And you're not in a disco, you're not in funky town, okay? When you are golfing, your head should probably be pretty close. Um, when you uh, hit the ball to when it started. And what I noticed is um, my non-athletic body has a tendency to stand up. And uh, what I realized is um, that's when I really suck. So (laughs) um, what's your take on that, boys? I mean, how important is it for me to not stand up or go backwards or forwards? Because dare I tell you that I shanked four eight irons on the practice range before this epiphany hit me. Uh, It was like riding a lawnmower.
1: Yeah, or starting a more for that matter. <laughs> right. Well, I would I, I would say that uh, maybe getting that club sucked inside a little too deep going back might have exposed the hosel to the golf club or to Ooh. the golf ball. But I would I would agree with you, Sully. So you get some levels. You know, you go you start on level three. You know, with your head, and then you get up to the fifth floor, and then you're trying to get back to the third floor. So I would definitely. Wait, are you
7: telling me the head supposed to go up?
1: No, I'm saying I'm saying right now. If your head were in an elevator, you're you're going up to the third, yeah, you're, going, you're up going up from going up. the third floor to the fifth floor, and then you're trying to get back down to the third floor. Yeah, and right, it all right. happens pretty darn quick. So it, it does. I it would does. agree with that. What I would what I would challenge you to do is to squeeze your right butt and your right glute if you can find it in there, um, um, and really try to load into that right glute. That'll help you from straightening that right leg, which in turn makes your head bob up in the air.
7: Holy cow! This is like second
1: level stuff here. Bro. Yeah, you know, you thought we got real granular on swing stuff with uh, good old Tom Pernice. I mean, this is this yeah. is next level stuff. Well, you know
7: what I'd rather talk about with with you and Charlie. Charlie, hello, by the way. Hi, Sully. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? I mean, listen, you are carrying the show. I, I, I call. i right it, it, right after I got out of the dental chair where <laughs> I have like old man teeth, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they all just break now. They just fall apart. And so um, I tuned right in, there you are in the easy chair, and you were just you were crushing it. And so um, one thing I did notice, you came really close to totally unleashing about Patrick Reed, and you didn't quite get there. And so what I want to do is I want you to tell me what you really think about Patrick <laughs> Reed as a huge cheater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I think you kind of hit it on the head there, Sally, uh, being the huge cheater. Um- Cameras don't lie, and obviously the comments that uh, Peter Costas uh, came out with, um, I think it kind of speaks volumes for the kind of uh, pencil whipper he is.
7: What did he say? All right, but but what are the things he's doing? I, I, and I picked up on little something yesterday, or at least I read it this morning. Did he do something in marking his ball on that last putt? I mean, is he is he tooling around on the greens? Where, where's he?
2: Where's he cheating? From from what Peter Costas said on, there was some podcast, um, he'd named four different scenarios that he'd witnessed in person. So oh really? what they were, I'm not entirely sure, but I know for a fact that he named four different scenarios that he watched in person. all right so so it wasn't specific to yesterday did you pick i don't think it, no
1: i don't think it was specific to the greens or i didn't pick up on it yesterday but what i what i did notice is uh what what costa said in some of his interviews is that basically you know the ball would be buried in the left rough when peter would go by and make sure you know he identifies the ball yeah. when he's a walker when he's walking with a group and then all of a sudden that ball's on a nice little snow cone and you know, maybe the ball's ripping back on the green instead of being, you know, uh, you know, just gouge it back into the fairway type thing. So um, I don't know. I just that's just what um, wh- what we've here
7: get away. But how can you possibly get away with that with all the cameras around? I mean, it, is that really possible to fluff it? I mean, we all know some, some jackasses who we may play with on an occasion, <laughs> right, where you sneak away, you go to the beer cart, you come back, and that thing's all fluffed up nice. The thing's course, on a nice tee. Yeah, they usually do it under the guise of, oh, hey, just want to make sure that yellow ball, I'm the only guy playing it, it's my ball, right? My,
1: my yellow Slazingers was mine.
7: Right. Right, right. So I could see that on a Saturday afternoon beer drinking round, but how can Patrick Reed possibly get away with that, knowing that the risk would be enormous with a bunch of cameras around?
1: I don't know. We're gonna to have to get more of his peers on this show solely and talk about it.
7: Yeah, I know. I know. We to have to
1: get more it's, guys. that are gonna open up like good old Charlie Hillier over here. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, clearly I've I've never seen him seen him cheat or anything like that, but you know the. The stories are the stories, right? And if if a guy that you know, guy like Costas is that up up front and close to all of it, you know. You gotta think he's not fibbing too much.
7: Well, and I heard you in the first segment talk about that you were rooting for no one. (laughs) Yet that was another really nice way of saying, Boy, I hate both of these rats. Why am I watching this at four
1: thirty in the afternoon?
7: Because I don't want anyone to win other than twelfth place Gary Woodland. Right? Well, you might yeah. as
4: well go to the pool.
1: I wanted, I, there wanted there Capri, I wanted Capri Pants Von Ruyen to win, you know? Ah, gee, I, I mean, know. how can you not cheer for this guy? I mean, he's got a great but, golf swing. He's got great fashion tee in him, you know, yeah. and he's
7: just a stick. Yeah, but you know what? He kind of looks like a villain in a James Bond movie.
1: <laughs> I would agree I, you with at,
7: that. I'm telling you, I, I looked at his head, and I was like, that's not an American head.
1: I know. Now, I, think, I almost mistook him for, um, for what's that guy's name that murdered that gal? Um, Van oh, Vandersloot. Vandersloot. So, oh,
7: yeah. Another. He was a he was a runner, right? He was a South African runner.
1: No, well, I don't know if he was a runner. No, 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 no,
7: no. This guy, straight up. You know, I might be taking you way back. This is Charlie, this is way before your time. But you know, the original Superman movie. We're not talking about the cartoon Justice League. We're talking straight up Superman movie. Well, Superman three. Had a villain who looked just like that guy I was watching on TV yesterday, like a really large max headroom head, great smile, like you said. she was trying to dress it up with a fashion tee, but I don't. I'm not sure it was fixable.
1: No, I know. I mean, you know, what, the only thing that is fixable is we're going to uh, take this thing to the eight, the nineteenth hole here after commercial, and guess what we're going to do? We are going to tag doing? team our little guest with just a, a myriad of. Uh, emergency questions. So you got oh, some. Okay. You're gonna have some ready for me.
7: I'm, 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 I'll get. I'll you know, do some homework here at the uh, here at the break.
2: Sully, who are you
1: uh, rooting for?
7: Um, I gotta tell you, DeChambeau, I have no interest in. No interest in. And I agree, is it because he has me?
1: big muscles now? Who
7: does Nah, he's just. You know me. I don't like people overanalyze. Wardo, you and Charlie are about the limit of over analysis that I could possibly <laughs> deal with. Okay. <laughs> Now, I mean, like putting you in a room with Deschambault would be like me me being in a room with you two. Well, you and, should and, have seen uh, us
1: geeking out yesterday <laughs> morning in our Midwest golf simulators. Dave dialed us in with even more technology. So, ooh, yeah, ooh, all right, all right, we're getting all, right. all kinds of graphs and charts. You name it, we've right, got it. I mean, all
7: right, I'm, I'm. Yeah, this is going to be my year. I know I said it last year, but I'm, I I really want to commit to the game, boys. Okay. Now the question is. Are you going to invite me out to Mission Hills or are you just going to keep talking about it? Come on back. You're on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM.
1: New golf clubs, a big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose
0: to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160
1: for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. Oh heck, I'll buy the clubs, put them in my new golf cart, watch the U.S. Open on my big screen after I play a round of golf. Better give
0: Star Companies, Inc. a call today to start saving big. That's Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com.
4: Dismal River Club is a five-star private golf and hunting club located in the sandhills of western Nebraska. 36 holes of championship golf, including a Tom Doak design and a Jack Nicklaus design, a private runway, luxury cabins, and incredible meals prepared by their executive chef make Dismal River Club one of the nation's most unique and sought-after golf and outdoor experiences. There is truly something for everyone. Visit DismalRiver.com to get more information about the new spa activities, family activities, membership opportunities, and corporate retreat packages.
0: If you're one of the millions of Americans who owes back taxes. If you get nervous when the mail comes because you might get a letter from the IRS, then you've heard. Their enforcement agents are cracking down this year and can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even your home or business could be at risk over unpaid taxes. It's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. The award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief will fight to get you the best. Deal- possible protecting your paycheck and your assets from irs collections but don't delay because the irs is tacking on interest and hefty penalties every single day so don't wait until it's too late call optima now for a free consultation call 800-348-0269 800-348-0269 800-348-0269
5: optima tax relief Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. You wouldn't select a driver when you're putting on a green, just like you wouldn't choose a putter to get out of a sand trap. When choosing a club, you want to make sure you have the right tool for the job. And the same goes when selecting a wealth advisor. At Mariner Wealth Advisors, we believe in putting the client first. This isn't just our motto. It's our way of doing business and our fiduciary standard. Navigating your unique journey takes a partner who is as committed to reaching your financial destination as you are. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location and an advisor near you and let us help you navigate your financial future.
6: Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Kansas. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities.
1: Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio, 94.5 FM on, on the FM dial, 15.10 on the AM dial if you're cruising around on this rainy day, wanting to get a little golf in. You know, Monday used to be a sob day, but not anymore. You got you got the boys at the Golf Underground that'll take it to the next level. Okay, here we go.
7: Then why am I so depressed right now?
1: I don't know. Well, was that Snow Patrol? Oh, that was Snow Patrol. See, he told me he was going to play it, so I knew. It was, that's why I knew it was Snow Patrol.
7: Okay. It, did, Char- did Charlie request Snow Patrol? No, your, they played.
1: They played good old Coldplay on the last episode. Nathan did, and Charlie yeah. thought it was Snow Patrol. Ah,
7: nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, same so- same sound, Charlie. Same sound. I know. Hey, okay. Charlie.
7: By the way, growing up as a um, as a, a, a young pasty uh, New Zealander, uh, what was your favorite band?
1: Favorite. Hey, band. hey, you're getting out of getting out in front of yourself. <laughs> All right, here we go. Charlie Hillier, are you ready for the 19th hole brought to you by Sheridan's Unforked? Eating good and feeling good. I am. Okay. That was just as ecstatic as Tom Kite. Oh my.
2: Holy enthusiasm. <laughs> oh,
1: so much enthusiasm. I thought you were going to keep going All right, with it, Sully, yes, go so. ahead and kick it off since you couldn't, couldn't wait.
7: Well, I mean, it was a very simple question. I want to know back as a um, young, uh, pasty um, New Zealander with a sexy accent, who was on your... Um who was on your uh, iPhone back in the day, or should I say Samsung? Because you, 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 Southern Hemisphere guys like the Samsung. Well, Who did you listen to? Your favorite band?
2: There's a New Zealand band called Six Sixty, um, which is kind of a country version-ish of, um, you know, New Zealand style, I guess.
7: All right. What is New, Z- what is New Zealand style? I, I have to. I can't let that go.
2: It's not yeah. quite like the kind of hillbilly country you've got here, but it's kind of a little more. Um, off, I guess. More like Texas country, red dirt country, they call that. Like, like Thomas like Parker. Like Thomas Ritt country, is that ring about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh.
7: Keith Urban, right? That's close enough to your country. Okay, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. Stop talking. Would you rather <laughs> Would you rather be stuck in an elevator with Pat Reed or Bubba Watson?
2: Bubba Watson. And why? He's Dang, got two close. green jackets.
1: <laughs> Doesn't Patrick have two? He, <laughs> no, he's got, it, he's got one. He's got one. He's
2: got one. Yeah, he's got one.
1: Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. Including. Dream foursome. Could be anyone.
2: Tiger Woods.
1: Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Tiger me. Woods, Brian Sullivan, Kevin Ward. Yep. Harry Hillier. Easy. Oh, my God.
7: You know, dude, listen, hey, Charlie, this is rapid fire. This isn't drool-on-yourself fire, okay? <laughs> I mean, let's quick. I don't even want you thinking. You just go, boy.
1: All right. Other than Hovland, the best ball striker you've ever played with? Kevin Ward. Oh, that is a absolute – why is he such a good ball striker?
2: I mean, you put me on the spot here, and you were in front of me, so. What does he do? Does he shape? Oh, just frozen ropes.
1: I like it. All right, oh. here's, here, here's
7: mine. Can either one of you two beat Harold Verner III?
1: Uh, I like my chances. I don't like his footwork. Getting back to my techni- technical side, I Ooh. like my chances. And really? since, since Chuck got me yesterday, I, th- I like Charlie's chances as well. Even though it was a little lucky putt down the hill.
7: Oh, wait, he he got you. He beat you yesterday.
1: He got me by one.
7: That's nice. I did. Have, right, how about? Th- I
1: did have a nice clean, the- clean card, Sully. No Bogues. Oh, that's clean card. Good. That's really good.
7: Hey, how about them? Um, how about this one? Tigers putting or DJ's driving?
2: Tigers putting. Ooh.
1: Mm, my. I'm taking tiger. I'm taking DJ's putting right now.
7: DJ's putting. Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, I'm taking DJ's driving right now.
7: Yeah, DJ's driving. Okay. Yeah. Different. All right. How about this for both of you? Uh, you? Would you rather win the Masters or the U.S. Open?
2: Masters.
1: Um, I'd probably say U.S. Open just so I can tell Woodland I've got one too.
7: Oh, good point. I How look. about this? I, 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 so I, wait, listen, I think you should carve out your own special uh, niche, and I think you, I would say Masters for you if I was picking for you, Wardo. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Augusta National or Pebble Beach. Augusta National. Augusta National. Okay. Uh, uh, New Zealanders, that, Americans, yeah. or Australians for ladies you like to date? Americans. Why?
2: Yeah. Um, is it
1: true that New Zealand girls smell? Yeah. For real? Yeah.
7: Oh. What do you, Hey, 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 listen. This is, uh, why are we being specific only to the ladies right now? I don't know. I would just ask him partner. Just say any partner.
1: Partner. American
7: partner, New Zealand partner, or Aussie partner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't remember. <laughs> very simple it from that. question.
7: It's a very simple question.
1: It is a very simple question. I think he's gonna go with American, American. still.
7: Okay. American. Wonderful. Hey, how about wooden tees or plastic
2: tees?
1: Wooden tees. Wooden right now. Why? You just gotta always have a nice strong wood on. <laughs> oh, <geez.
7: laughs> Well, really? Thank God it's 3.54 on a Monday when no one's listening to this program because it's rainy and depressing out.
1: All right, do- final question. Who will win the Masters? Not only the Masters, but this com- this week's upcoming Honda Classic.
7: Oh. Um, it, it,
1: it, it. They're going to do both?
2: I think the same- Gary's going to be juve Honda if he's playing. <laughs> if he's playing. Um and Brooke Kipka for the Masters.
1: I've I'm got going with I've got Fowler, Fowler this week. He got a week off last week. I talked to Scavi and I've got good old data boy DeChambeau, for the Masters. Nice. I
7: have John Rahm dropping all of them just physically and emotionally <laughs> with his Arizona State. His Arizona State Sun Devils going to bring it baby.
1: I like it. Sully, Sully, we miss your face here in the studio. Get back in. Get to work. I'll be here, baby. Off to St. Louis, baby. I'm going to put on the
7: the Golf Channel drive and have a nice time. I love you, boys.
1: I love you. you. Thanks for tuning in. Golf Underground, we'll see you next week. ESPN 1510. Look forward to seeing you next week.